What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. I'm one half of your favorite fat duo. The same guy that got um, tricked into a fucking scam today. A scam call here with my buddy Austin. Austin, buddy, how are you? Doing well. How about you? I'm better now, but um, just fucking furious. What a shitty situation, dude. So, like, we'll just jump right into this. So, you already know, but the crowd does not. So, I'm going to fill them in on this. Yeah, Every now yeah. and then, I get a um, a scam call or I get, like, a scam text message. And by every now and then, I mean, like, once or twice a day, dude. Long story short, I changed my phone number. But let's go back. Let's Tarantino this so I can explain to you why this exactly happened. So, essentially, I was at work, and I get these random text messages about a person by the name of Rosaro, who's part of the PBS Los Santeros cartel. I don't even remember, but basically it was like, you owe us money. When I hear PBS, I think about Arthur. Me too. Immediately, I think about Arthur. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a TV show. That's the that's the channel. That's all the kids stuff. PBS. But anyway, fucking the My name is Rosaro. <laughs> and fucking apparently, I owe money because I was inquiring about a hooker that I did not pay for, some escort, and so I owe on back on back order or back pay, I should say, from this prostitute. That being said, if I don't pay, and I, yeah, dude. I'll, well, my first question to her <laughs> when I brought it up to her was like, what kind of a hooker takes a line of credit? Like, I don't, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, gotta what, be a millionaire. What takes an IOU? Yeah. So that story didn't make sense. And then they were like, you owe money. And, um, let me just say this. This text message, like the series of texts I got, were like horribly worded. You could tell this person was texting the same way they spoke, which is not to be racist in any way, but to basically say they were probably an Ethiopian pirate. <laughs> scammers, that's what scammers do. But anyway, fucking, I'm reading through these messages and basically it gets he scary said, because they're the like, thing. well, it got scary because they're like, we're going to kill your family and you if you try to avoid us and the worst thing you could do is lose communication so you can make this better or this is where it got me. You can make this better or better wrong dot. And then they continued. I was like, something's weird about this. But then I got the picture of the dead corpse and I was like, yeah, there's something extremely insanely weird about this. Like this doesn't seem real, but it's fucking scary. You know what I'm this, saying? This, like it, yeah, it freaked me out. Exactly. But it looked fake as fuck. And I'm so used to scams. What do scams all have in common? Horribly worded, or the person on the phone doesn't speak English very well, and they inquire about money. Usually telling you there's been a disaster, you won money, or you owe money. So this was very similar, but yeah, the whole dead body thing, I was like, what the fuck? It scared the fucking ever-living out of me, dude. Like, they kept following up with messages, like, what are you going to do to fix this fucking problem? You want to get hook or crook? (laughs) That's my new favorite line, hook or crook. Yeah, hook or crook is next level line. Yeah, it was great. And then the whole question mark, and it's like, we have all the information, do a strive for your family. You don't want your beautiful family to get hurt. It was fucking threatening, dude. It scared the piss out of me. Well, I didn't respond. Instead, I tracked the number, because T-Mobile has this thing where you can, for like a premium tier membership, you can actually trace numbers. 
and find information on them. So I logged in the info and it's a number from San Diego, California. So it's a, you know, it's a real number of some sort. It's not from Cambodia. It's straight from California. Well, I call it back and I got no answer the first time. And then I call again and a guy answers, but it's all mumbled. He's like, hello. <laughs> like you can barely understand what he said. And I was like, who is this? And he hung up. So then I called a third time and it goes to voicemail. It's like the text now number you are trying to reach is not available. And I was like, that motherfucker, a scam number. Like that is a burner app, bro. I know that because people I work with have to use that for work. So it's clearly non-traceable, basically. Like I could file a police report, dude, but they can't do anything because it's a burner app. So I was like, fuck it. And I reported the number. Scariest fucking minute of my life. I spent like half the day freaking out. Like, oh shit. I was telling Chanel about it right away. I'm like, yo, lock the doors. Like, They got me. It was designed to do what it was supposed to do. But I didn't give them money and I didn't respond. And I immediately started thinking about it. Like, what the fuck? I never had an encounter with a hooker in my life. Like, I don't understand. I was so confused that I messaged you like, dude, look at this crazy shit. And right away, you're like, ah, hooker, crook. Like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, what does that even like mean? You, like, you picked up on all the errors that I picked up on. My favorite was when they're like, this is president of the PBS Loceros cartel and owner of the dating site. <laughs> the dating site. My favorite thing it. is I, I don't feel like they have presidents in the cartel. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, they don't have presidents. They got top tiers, but it's a different kind of tier. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, dude, I immediately was like, I should probably change my number and call the police and all this shit. Well, I did call the police, but they were like, you're going to have to speak to an officer in person. And did you give them any information? Did you respond? I was like, no, no. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, your best bet's talk to a cop. They, they're a police officer, you know. But it didn't sound very promising. They kind of sounded like, eh, you're wasting your time. So I went with that route and I thought about it all day. I'm like, you know, maybe I should change my phone number, not just because of that, but because that is one of very many scam texts and calls I get every day. Every day I get something new. Uh, you have your items been shipped. Here's the tracking number. It's all USPS. And it's like a fake site or right. your credit score has been affected. And it's all like fake links that I open up because I always fall for it. So I told Chanel, I'm like, you know, too many people have my number, unfortunately. My phone is re- connected to all these scams, and I have a Express VPN as a virtual private network, and you can type in some of your info to see if it's been compromised. My phone was, and my Gmail account was. So, I'm going to delete my Gmail, basically. I've been spending all day transferring information that's needed to me, like you know, changing passwords and email addresses to streaming services, All that crap. Well, then I looked up, and fortunately for me, I was able to change my number for free. Like, once a year, you can do it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I changed my number, and it's been great. I've gone a couple hours now without no scam calls, no scam text messages. (laughs) It's been great. Um, I'm pretty mad, though, that those uh, fuckers got me like that. So, you know curiosity got the cat you know know what i'm saying like i decided i'm gonna i'm gonna buy it a little bit but i'm not gonna use my personal number number 
I sounded weird, mumble. Anyway, I downloaded a burner app that does the same thing. Kept the number, texted them. And I was like, I'm going to trick them. I'm going to call them by a name that they didn't give me. In which they knew right away that that, you know, that wasn't the right name. They're like, who's this? Excuse me. But then it was like, I'm in situation. And I, I don't know why I'm giving this dude an accent. It just sounds very appropriate. Hey, I just wondering, yeah, dude, what are you doing today? Why do you text me? Why do you text me picture of men with, with penis and mouth? Yeah, dude, that second one, that's the best part of the story. Is when I started texting him on that burner app, he started going, my friend, the situation is I need money. I'm out of work. I need a loan. And I was like, you need a loan? Where are you at? I can help you. No, how? Through what? What application? And I was like, it's called the Ligma Loan a Day Scam a Day Loan app. And he's like, bro, I only have Cash App. <laughs> and so I was like, don't ever text or call me ever again, or I promise the fucking cops will be at your door faster than you could say hello and welcome to my store. Hello. Very welcome racy, but I was pissed. You like a Slurpee? Well, after that little remark, that's when they sent me the exact same thing they sent me this morning, like word for word, but out of order. It was all, and I'm president of. Oh yeah, I was. There was a, there was a severe vocabulary issue there. Yeah, you'd think at least that if someone who knows really good English, who would at least, um, who would at least like proofread these things before they, because they're not like writing new messages to each person. It's just copy paste, probably. Yeah, no, dude, they're just a bunch of fucking people in other countries that are scamming people and successful. I almost fell for this shit. Scared the piss out of me. You know what, though? I used to make fun of people that fell for them. I really did. Like, I used to always make fun of my grandma because she falls for these all the time. And she fell for one. I'll never forget this. My dad calls me and is like, hey, the next time you go see grandma, do not mention that I told you this. She's really hurt by it, so please don't make fun of her or anything like that. Don't bring it up. And I was like, all right. Well, now I'm about to tell the world on my podcast. So, <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> basically, what happened Shouldn't was this number called her and was like, Grandma, I need your help. My grandma's like, what, what's wrong? What is it, Mijito? I'm stranded in Peru and I need money. No one will help me. So, Alec, is that you? And she, he's like, yes, Grandma. It's your grandson. Like, <laughs> it sounds fake. And she's like, oh, my God, hold on. Let me get your number. I got to call your... I got to call your dad. Okay, call me back, Grandma. I need money. Get your credit card. She calls my dad. And she's like, Mijito, where's Mijito? Like, where's Alec? And my dad's like, what? And she's like, is he in Peru? Where is he? Freaking out. And my dad's like, Mom, he's in school. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? And he's like, I fucking dropped him off this morning. No, are you sure? Check, please. I think he's in Peru. <laughs> he's all, on a what are you talking about dude he told me that he was like oh gosh he fell for a scam and she almost gave them money she legit had her card and everything ready and I was always like how do people fall for that shit well dude my, I almost did my great grandma um they people used to call her and tell her like we're from the IRS and you owe back yeah. taxes you forgot to pay taxes you need to meet me in this parking lot of a king supers at 2 a.m. and drop off this cash or the IRS is going to come arrest you. And my great-grandma would call That's my most... grandma crying. The IRS is going to come arrest me. I have to. I need you to come and drive me to the King Supers parking lot at 1 a.m. and drop this money. Grandma's like, don't you even, go, don't leave the house. <laughs> Stay there, I'm coming. 
dude, that's the most common thing is they pretend to be the IRS. That's why I was so shocked today. I was like, damn, this isn't like IRS or back pay or any of these crazy things. It's fucking saying they're going to kill my family. And it had me so uncomfortable, man. I was like, this is not cool. This is a sick joke. And it's fucked up. I was like, man, I should be calling the police because if not me, who else would have fallen for that shit? You know, like, that's right. fucked up. Like, where do you even find those pictures at? Damn. Because, guys, these pictures were rough. Like, they were registered AO, adult only. Did you die? Well, damn. Unfortunately, Tony has died. I think this is like the fifth time he's died this month on the podcast. Kind of unfortunate. But, yeah. Some things are like just... If someone... The IRS is not going to meet you in King Supers. At one o'clock, it's not going to happen. Okay, the IRS is not going to call you. They're going to send you paperwork, lots of paperwork. Dude, that's the craziest thing ever. Um, did you notice how I froze there for a little bit? Oh yeah, I fucking dude, it was weird. Like I don't know half of what you said. All I know is that I was really upset about what happened, but my computer just froze. And it was like the internet connection had been lost. And I was like, well, shit. But I was able to join this call, and it's still apparently going. So we're going to keep this thing rolling. Yeah, I, I kept I kept talking through the whole thing. I was a trooper. No, thank you. Because I was sitting here going, fuck, I'm about to start all over. But apparently it's still recording. So I'm going to trust that this is working. Does this, Yeah, I'm hoping this works. If it doesn't, we're so fucking hosed. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with TikTok. What happened? I used to be on Big Titty TikTok, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. The fuck? Recently, TikTok, all memes. That's all it ever is, man. It pisses it's me off. It's all memes. It's funny, and I appreciate it. And so, um, but what the thing that I'm upset about with TikTok is now I'm on... Um, I am on what is called pocket pussy TikTok. The fuck is that? Okay, so you know you know what a flashlight is, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I know what a I know what a pocket pussy is yeah. too. Okay, so I was on scrolling through, and someone says, "I got something real rare here that you're not going to find," and it's a flashlight, but instead of it being like a normal one that's like shaped like a woman's lady parts. It's shaped like um freaking like mater from cars. Right. And it's called the toe mater stroker. And it's like looks like toe mater <laughs> and, the, and the, the the opening is toe mater's mouth. And I thought that was funny as hell. So I like liked it and shared it. Like someone someone made one of these and ever since every two or three months is another like child's animated like another thing. Like one of them was a light. I found a, there was a Lightning McQueen one. Someone had like an Arthur one. It was ridiculous. 
Like, I need TikTok to get me off of, get me off of pocket pussy TikTok. I can't deal with it right now. It's trying to get you off, but you ain't watching. So I got, I took, I got, I got off a of big titty TikTok onto meme TikTok. It's been great, hilarious. Now I'm stuck in freaking Stroker TikTok, and it's not working. There was a sh- there was a Shrek one. He said uh, lightly. Sure. He said I'm selling this super rare Shrek Stroker. It's been lightly used, so it's still in great shape. The rubber is still, <laughs> and they go through a whole spiel. It's ridiculous. Sounds terrible. That sounds fucking disturbing. Yeah, there's Stroker. all kinds of them, and there's there's like a stitch one where you stick. Where it's got two ends on it, so you could stick stick it into Stitch's mouth or his back. It's not okay. I need to get TikTok. If you're listening to this, take me off pocket pussy TikTok. The funniest thing is you said big titty. I never heard he said big titty or pocket pussy in the same sentence. Big titty. That's funny shit. I'm gonna be honest, man. That's one of the primary reasons I heard people saying they were joining it. And I was like, is it really that interesting? So I tried, and it's full of it, dude. Like, I just, I didn't even have to join a group. I just signed up, and right away, I started seeing, like, it wasn't even dedicated groups. It was just videos of chicks that were bouncing on purpose. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's full like, There are it. people, there are chicks on there who um, do just go live. And if you donate a certain amount of money, then you, they, like, do, like, ankle lifts, or they jump, or... Like pour water on themselves and stuff. We need to submit. We need to make a ho no mo TikTok account and start replying on all these accounts, so we can so we could be doing business research and go through these videos and advertise the ho no mo program, so we get some of these girls enrolled. Dude, for real, and it could be just videos that I'm talking about how they have self respect. (laughs) Yeah. Where you question whether the, you 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 can watch one video and know exactly what their relationship with their dad is like. I heard one of the funniest things the other day. I was talking to somebody about how I don't want my kids to do this and that because I was like, I want them to have respect for themselves. This person's like, I mean, that person can suck a thousand dicks and all, they can still respect themselves. And I was like, no, that's called being a whore. Like, but obviously. Uh, people's ideas of respecting yourself is very different. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and it goes both ways. If a dude sticks it in anything that moves, he has no self respect either. Exactly. I think this person thought I was just saying women can be whores. And I was like, uh, men can too. Maybe not in the same sense that we see it as we do women, but men can be too. I mean, it's the exact same thing as women because you hear that famous saying, well, how come? When girls sit with a bunch of guys, they're a hoe. But when guys do it, he's being a player. And I'm like, no, he's being a hoe. Like, there's no such thing as, in my opinion, there's no such thing as a player. That's that's a fancy word for whore. Yeah, just like exactly. Just like a chick saying that she's um, that would be a word for it. not hooker or anything like that. But there's words for that. That's classy word for hoe, basically. Oh no, but fucking. Speaking of starting shit, um, I haven't made any announcements yet, but I thought I'd make it here. This isn't um, up yet, so nobody can see it yet, but I decided we were going to start a satire news rag, a dirt sheet. Uh, It's in development. There's going to be some serious stuff on there, but a lot of funny stuff. 
And most of it is actually going to be us writing or reporting on shit in our opinion from our view. So again, this is a, in development, but I'm actually excited. I started writing some more stuff. I got one right now about what happened to the movie theater. That's what, it's, that's what the piece is called. And this all started because when I went to go see Scream 5, the theater was dead. Like, dead, dead, dude. Like, fucking, maybe there's like 30 people there, but that's nothing in comparison to what it used to be. And this theater was also like a forgotten theater. It was at the Colorado Mills Mall. And after the damage that hit them a few years ago, it's been like they've never forever recovered. You know what I mean? Well, anyway, um, it got me really depressed. I was like, damn. I'm from a different generation. I grew up when movie theaters were basically booming. Well, not booming, but they were very, very big still. So to me, it's painful to see them die like this. It's like, fuck, I understand the convenience of streaming, but I almost hate it because I'm like, man, I love movie theaters too much. But anyway, before I get into all that, I thought I'd do a little quick um, rundown of Scream 5. I'm going to do spoiler free for the first like minute or two, and then I'm going to totally fill it with spoilers because Austin, I know you're not going to watch this movie or at least plan to. <laughs> Austin's like, well, how do you know that? <laughs> well, hold, hold on. Let me ask you out of respect. Are you um, actually going to watch this movie? I hate to be that guy, but two episodes ago, um, did we not? Did you not review this movie already two episodes ago? No, I talked about how badly I wanted to see it. Oh, okay. I yeah, just wanted, I, was, I just wanted to double check. <laughs> no, no, no. I went yeah, with a buddy. I can't. Well, I went with a friend, but I can't say his name just due to privacy reasons. But we were talking about the Scream franchise and like kind of the reviews for it. But uh, I thought I'd give my own little personal review on it. So, um, do you plan on watching this movie at all? Do you care if I spoil it after I do a spoiler free? Um, yeah, I don't care. I'm, I don't, I don't plan to go see this anytime soon. So. Okay. Perfect. So spoiler free. I will say this. I loved it. I thought it was great. I actually really liked it. I was a little iffy when I went into it and the concept is kind of cheesy. And I ain't gonna lie. The payoff is even weirder, but it was actually really good. This is a different kind of screen movie. It's not like the last ones. It is in the sense that there's killings and, you know, there's, the same old calling someone, telling them you're going to die and I'm going to kill you. Like That was all the same, but there's twists. The plot is very different and the execution is different than most. So what I will say is this, without spoiling it, be prepared, people. Do not go into this expecting this to be another movie about our belovable characters, Gail, Dewey, and Sydney. Because, again, without spoiling it too much, they are hardly in the movie. That's all I'm going to say about that. This movie is more about a new cast, a new group of friends. It's basically a whodunit, just like the first one. Um, I wish they wouldn't have went that route in some aspects. I'm like, we already know these movies are supposed to be whodunit, so it's nothing new. And there's a lot of finger pointing in it, a lot of, no, you're the killer, and da-da-da. You know, like, they didn't do that in the last couple because we already knew what to expect. So this one's kind of like the first one all over in a sense. Um, I thought it was great, though. I actually gave a shit about the new cast because like the fourth one, we get a whole new group of characters. But in the fourth one, they're not the main focal point like they are in this one. But there's a reason that they are in this one and that our three legacy characters are not. But I'm not going to go into it. All I will say is I'll 
tell you the same plot that you probably read or had seen in the trailer. So basically, a young girl comes back to her town after a series of killings are happening. She has to figure out why and who the killer is. That's that. Um, I don't know how to rate this film. I will say this. If you didn't like Scream 3 or 4, you'll like this one. It makes up for it. I liked Scream 4, but it was disappointing. This one was actually really good. It actually made me like have hope. I was like, you know, we don't really need any more, but I'm totally cool with seeing more. Now that we have newer characters, this is totally a passing of the Torch movie. I really don't know how to rate it. I'll give it like three and a half stars. Almost four, because it was pretty good. Much better than Scream 3 or 4. Not as good as the first two. Um, kind of hard to really compare it because there's five of these movies now. I wouldn't say it's worth going to the theater to see. It is definitely worth renting at the very least. I'm going to own it for sure. Uh, I love all of them, even though I'm willing to admit some aren't good and some aren't. But I was very impressed and I was actually really happy. I got more than what I wanted, so that's good enough. Now you guys have been warned, that's spoiler free. So I'm going to do a little countdown. Three, two, one. All right, so if you're listening to this now, you've already seen the movie or you don't care and you want to hear the spoilers. Are you ready for the, the kicker on this one? The first one I got to get out of the way. Dog. David Arquette dies in this one. <laughs> like, there is no coming back. He dies in this one, dude. Like, he fucking dies. So he gets stabbed and mutilated in every single one, right? And he always comes back the hero. No, he dies in this one like Corey. Basically, he gets attacked by the killer when he's trying to save these kids. And he fights back. He's like, not today, motherfucker. And he shoots the killer down. They're all ready to leave. And he's like, hold on, you got to shoot him in the head. That's one of the main rules to surviving a horror film. And they're like, bro, it doesn't matter. Let's go. He's like, it matters to me. And he makes them leave. He goes back, he gets distracted, the killer fucking jumps up, stabs him right in the gut, and pulls the knife up and says, yes, today. And then gets another knife out, takes it in the back, same thing, slices him open, gives a famous little line that's going to be a big deal of the movie. Basically, it's Ghostface, like, yeah, it's an honor. And then Dewey fucking dies, dude, blood everywhere, no more Dewey. That shit I did not see coming. But it had to happen because I was like, dude, one of these characters has to die or the killer has to be one of the main three. Now, here's the the whole story, the spoiler. So the main girl is a girl who has been really distant from her family and friends. She has not returned to the town of Woodsboro where the murders take place. Her friends start dying. Well, no, no, no. Let me take this back. Hold on. Her younger sister gets attacked by a killer dressing as the ghost face persona. But she lives and survives. So the sister's like, I got to go back to the town where my friends are. My sister's there. She's been attacked. We find out the reason this girl's so relevant is because she is the unknown to us. She's the daughter of the killer from the first movie. She was a an accidental pregnancy um, you've seen the first one, you already know it. In the first one, Sydney's boyfriend and some other dude are the killers. That's the famous storyline. Well, she's the daughter, the illegitimate daughter of the first the killer from the first film. She didn't know it until she was a teenager, and that's what caused all this division between her and her sister and her friends. Well, now she's back, she's gonna help her sister. And uh what they do know is that the killer is definitely one of the people in the group that knows about her. 
this is a cool and a good thing. Uh, it's a good and a bad thing. Throughout the movie, she actually sees her dead dad. So we get good old Billy Loomis back, finally. Like, he died in the first one. He's been dead. There's no way to bring him back. But he's in this numerous times. He's talking to her. And they CGI'd the fuck out of him, but it looked good. The thing is, dude, we've never seen a horror film in a Scream franchise where they see somebody that's dead. Like, that was the weirdest thing ever. It felt weird, but it was cool to see him again. They're like, okay, cool. I like that. Basically, you think that she's the killer because that biological murderer thing. Well, let's fast forward through everything. We find out the killer is her boyfriend that she dragged along with her and one of the girls in the group. How this happened was the girl that's in the group, you know, the girl that's like one of their friends, her parents bought the house that the events took place in the first one. And she became obsessed with it. So she befriended all these motherfuckers years prior to plan to kill them. And she found the main chick's boyfriend. And she's like, you know, basically like the first one, you got fuck this chick, get close to her. We're going to make them our victims. And we're going to come out the heroes. Everyone's going to hear about us. We're going to basically redo everything that's been done before. So again, it's the same in a sense, but it's a twist. It's not the girl you think it is. It's some girl in the group and then the chick's boyfriend. The motive is they were just both crazy fans that loved the events of the first film and wanted to recreate it. Um, Dewey dies after trying to help all of them. Sydney and Gail do not show up until the very end, basically. Like, they're in small little segments. Dewey has the most screen time, really. He's in it for, like, 15 minutes. But uh, Gail and Sydney are like, okay, we got to help this girl. Yes, it's a little weird that she's the daughter of the fucking dude that tried to kill us the first time around, but we got to help her and her sister. So they show up, and they save the day, and that's it. Uh, it was very much a movie dedicated to Wes Craven because this is the first screen film that is not directed by Wes Craven, who passed away a while back, and it is not written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote 1, 2, and 4. This movie was done by the duo that did Ready or Not. Um, that was actually a good movie. I liked it. Did Bro, did you ever see the movie Ready or Not? Um, it sounds familiar. It's the one about the girl that goes to meet some guy's family because they're about to get married and they have this weird little game where they give her a hiding spot and they tell her she oh, has to survive. Oh, it's that one where the freaking... It's supposed to be all the liberal people hunting the conservative people? No, that's the haunt. That's a good one, too, actually. Because that one makes fun of uh, liberals more than anything. But this one, she, like, meets this guy... They're going to get married, and he takes her to meet the family. Well, they have a game they play with everybody that's going to be initiated into the family. The game is you have to survive a whole night. If you do, you're in the family. But you got to survive against the family members who are going to hunt you down with weapons. She thinks they're playing. She goes and hides, and they're not playing. They start attacking her and shit. The twist to that movie is they made a deal with the devil in, like, the early 1800s that they would feed a sacrifice to this demonic presence in order for them to live forever well she ends up surviving the night and they don't even know if the deal is real because none of them have been alive since the deal was made so they're all waiting around and when the boyfriend's like honey you said you wanted to be my family she's like motherfucker how dare you and then they all fucking burst into flames blood and guts dude and it turns out the shit was real like the deal they made with the devil was real yeah like it was actually a clever movie and i was like okay i can 
I can go watch a new screen movie from those guys. It was a good movie. But damn, bro. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of Scream 5. I thought it was really good. That being said, I watched a movie last night that you are going to laugh at. You wouldn't even believe I watched this movie, dude. So check this out. Do you like Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Me too. I don't think he's a good actor, but I love his work. Dude, he's fucking awesome. I just enjoy him. He's in this movie, horror film. It's called Willie's Wonderland. You ever heard of this? Willie's Wonderland. I'm not even joking. Wait till you see the plot summary on this shit. The quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Is this is this supposed to be a freaking ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's? It kind of is. It holds. It literally is like Five Nights at Freddy's, bro. That's why I watched it. I was like, wait a minute, this is like Five Nights at Freddy's. So I'm watching it. The weirdest thing is this, dude. Nicholas Cage does not say one line of dialogue in this whole movie. He is quiet the entire fucking time. That was weird. But dude, he gets this job so they'll fix his car if he cleans the place up and prepares it. Well, then the animatronics start coming to life and attacking him. He fucks him up left and right, dude. Like, takes no prisoners. Once he finishes each one off, he continues cleaning. And then... These group of teenagers, like, break it because they're going to burn the place down. But they have to get them out because they don't want to burn him. And they're like, bro, you've been tricked. We've heard this story before. They're going to fix your car. They're going to give you money. You got to clean the place up, right? You're going to die here. We're here to help you. He doesn't say one word to them. He keeps going about his night. The kids get spread apart. They get murdered one by one by the fucking animatronics. And the story comes out that the townspeople... When this place first opened, there was a group of child molesters and serial killers that were running it, and families would go missing and shit. So finally, the townspeople came together and were like, fuck that, and they went to go storm the place with the cops. Well, basically, all the people that ran it did a sacrificial seance and killed all themselves, but they like did a thing where they transferred their souls into the animatronics, and so the animatronics started running wild and killing people in the town. So the townspeople were like, hey, we'll feed you sacrifices, but you need to leave us alone. Stay put. We'll bring you some dumbass. So they were bringing people left and right just to kind of like keep the animatronics quiet. But Nicolas Cage comes in and starts taking them down one by one. Dude, like, what a weird fucking movie. It was dude, so dude. dumb. But you couldn't take your eye off of it, bro. It was good. I was like, damn, what a stupid this fucking movie. Lost so much money. <laughs> it was an indie film, bro. Dude, estimated budget six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Gross revenue four hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> it was supposed to get. It was supposed to get a theatrical release due to COVID. They pushed it back. Then they were going to do a limited release. Then they pushed it back again. They released it straight to digital and then still gave it a limited release. Nobody saw it. And it gained like a little cult following online. So I was like, I got to watch this. I mean, this obviously isn't a bad movie. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 62. IMDb has a 6 out of 10. No, it's it's worth watching, dude. It really is. It's It sounds so stupid. It is. It's, re- it, it's got a really um, 
bad rating on Metacritic, but everywhere else it's pretty good. Willie's Wonderland is an upcoming American comedy horror film directed by Kevin Lewis from a screenplay written by Geo Parsons. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was weird. I was like, this sounds stupid. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, but I got to see it. Nicholas Cage, he does weird shit all the time. So I watched it and I loved it. I thought it was fucking awesome. I was like, dude, I got to buy this movie because it was so weird. It was one of those movies where you're like, damn, this whole thing is corny, but you can't help but watch it. Like, you want to know what happens next. You want to know why the animatronics are all evil and shit. And the animatronics talk. Like, there's a flashback scene where one of the kids are going into what's called the birthday room. And he goes up to one of the lady animatronics and he goes to pull her shirt down. She's like, you want to fuck me, fat boy? Like, It was so stupid. Oh, but it's so good, man. Like, it was just like, wow, this was satisfying. Another weird movie I saw with Nicolas Cage was called Mom and Dad. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I, I saw brief segments of it. Bro, that was a weird fucking one, too, but it was awesome. I loved it. I was like, this is a crazy movie. Nicolas Cage does weird shit. I don't think he's a good actor, but he has done, in my opinion, he's been in two movies where he was actually good. Face Off and Kick-Ass. He was really good in those movies. But now well, he's really t- good in um ah uh, uh, where he's the criminal on the plane with the stuffed bunny. What? Con Air. There you go. I got oh my, it. I pulled it out. I'm gonna laugh that. at you. <laughs> I was like, if you say Con Air, I'm gonna laugh at you. No, I love Con Air. That's a good movie, dude. Kuzak, fucking John Malkovich. That's a really good movie. I think Dave Chappelle was in it too, actually. You know what? Um, you know what movie I watched recently that was surprisingly good? What? Ron's Gone Wrong. Is that the one where like it's like a tablet friend or whatever? It's a Disney yeah. movie that goes out of control. I heard yeah. about that. Is that good? Dude, it is surprisingly hilarious. Oh, huh. I might have to check it out because I've never seen a I trailer think- for it. I think one of my favorite jokes in these like people talking with robots jokes are when someone says, Oh, this is called this. And that person like takes them literally and does the inflection of their voice. Um, Because the story is like the kids poor, everybody has one of these um, little bobs or whatever. Yeah. They're like tablet buddies or whatever you call. Yeah. And so everybody has one, but he's poor. He doesn't have one. He asks his dad for Christmas. His dad is just so poor he can't afford one. And his grandma is from so, from the from communist Poland. And the whole movie's her ripping on communists. It's so funny. She she they they walk to this Bob place to buy one. They go, "There's a three month wait." She goes, "What is this Stalinist Russia? I have to wait three months for anything?" Oh my god, it's 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 got it's good, but the problem is. The kid gets the they buy one finally, but it's one that like fell off the back of a truck, so oh, it's so kind of broken. Up. Yeah, so it doesn't download like all the settings and algorithms and stuff properly. It only downloads like four percent of the files it needs. And so when he opens it up, the Bob looks at him and goes, "Hi, insert pre-given name here," and talking to him, he goes, "That's not my name." He goes, "Okay, please pick from a name. Please pick from a name." That I that I have pre I have pre installed starts going. He only has A names, and so he starts so he starts rolling down the A names, just names, and goes Absalom, and the little and the boy goes Absalom, and he goes Absalom selected, 
hi, Absalom. And the whole video movie, he calling he, he doesn't call him like Absalom. He goes Absalom. <laughs> it's a is it a Pixar film? Um, I think it's there's a new um, it's called Locksmith Animations. It's a new animation studio. Oh, for it is okay. I might and check it. They, out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it on Disney Plus so, yet or no? Yes, it is. It's got oh, like Zach Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms and. Oh, bro, I love them both. That might be worth checking out. They're fucking hilarious. That reminds yeah, me. Yeah, so um, it's pretty good. I watched, um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you yet, but I watched, like, Peacemaker, the DC spinoff show on HBO Max, John Cena's character. It's uh, interesting. doesn't have my attention fully like the Suicide Squad movie did. I think a lot of those, because they put a lot of social commentary in it, but it's meant as a ha-ha. Like, you know, there's one part where this lesbian chick is, like, um, talking about Peacemaker. She's like, oh, he's not that bad of a dude. He's probably a little racist, but he's funny. And, like, there's a lot of social commentary in it where they're, like, ripping on him for how he talks to women. And, like, there's a scene where he's, like, trying to get on this girl, and she's like, I'm so sick of trying to have a beer. I can't do anything because the guys always want to be here because of how I look. This is ridiculous. Like, it's very clearly agenda field, but it kind of pokes fun too. And that's what uh, that's what Scream Five did actually. They talk about social commentary ruining movies, and I was like shocked by that. I was like, wow, that's a different take. You never see that every day. Yeah, Ron's got Ron's gone wrong. Has some social commentary. It's like yo. Kids being around screens all the time kind of ruins being a kid. The good part about being a kid is like having fun outside and laughing and and stuff and just kids being exposed to social media so much is super damaging to the psyche and stuff. I agree. I 100% agree. Um but the guy who the guy who who directed Ron's Gone Wrong this is his first direct time directing a movie, but he worked for Pitt Pixar is a story artist on Inside Out the Dinosaur. Yeah, well, you know, Disney films in general have always had themes in them that were meant to be like a lesson learned, you know what I mean? This goes back to that joke I was talking about, how I thought Pixar films were interesting. For example, the movie Cars, what if cars had feelings? Toys, what if toys had feelings? And Coco, what if Mexicans had feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I had to do that joke again. Oh, have you seen Encanto yet? No, I've heard about it. Is it all right? It is the best Disney movie that has come, like animated Disney movie that's come out since God forever. I've heard about it. Olivia's been wanting to watch it too. She's been begging me, and I'm like, God, dude, I got to keep up with these movies. I don't even fucking know what's what. It's really good. Well, she wants to go see Sing 2. I could hardly sit in the first one. Oh, absolutely not. I refuse to watch it. Sing 1 was bad enough. Yeah, dude, I couldn't. I just couldn't get with it. I was like, man, I'm old. I don't know. I don't like this shit. But she loves all the new stuff, you know? And, like, that's cool, though, that they made a movie explaining to kids that, you know, this can't always be a good thing, which that's something I'm always trying to, you know, delay or at least um, relay to Olivia. Like, hey, I don't want you on that tablet 24-7 because it's not good for you. She's like, why, Daddy? Everyone else does it. You know, like, just the obvious stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, I do it, too. 
But at your age, it's so bad because you're still learning and you're about to become subject to things that you've never seen before. And there's some kids that can handle it, you know, and some can't. And in, in this group, they're all middle schoolers and they're all like, and, and there's this one girl who's like constantly trying to be famous and like constantly trying to be famous. She's always recording herself, always posting stuff online and something yeah. kind of embarrassing happens to her and it wrecks her whole life. Right. It's, the, it's basically like the target audience, essentially. That's what it is. And it's, you know, it's a, it's actually very relevant in today's society. I even watched a documentary. I think I talked about it on here before. It's called The Social, Social Dilemma. It scared the shit out of me. I was like, whoa. It talks about how like Facebook, Google, and all that stuff is designed to make you addicted, to make you go back to it. And they have all these people that were either early developers or they worked for the companies. And they're like, yeah, these are things that I didn't think would be concerning now. And we really got to start doing something about it because way too many people are glued to their phones, tablets, and these things are designed to keep you there. And eventually these things are going to be how you do your day-to-day life stuff and i'm like well we're already almost there we're at 80 percent. my whole most of my life is done on my phone bills bank entertainment you know like we're just we're pretty much there but in the same sense that we forget how good those things are because think about it like this in the past you couldn't just look a movie up and watch it you had to go find it and buy it and if best buy didn't have it you couldn't get it we're pretty lucky but we take that for granted in my opinion but you know without going into big rant on that one um i did watch well have you seen any of the boba fett stuff yet yeah i didn't watch really every like episode that's come out so far i didn't really like episode three i don't know why i kind of lost interest there but it's hard to compare because you got to remember we've only had mandalorian in terms of shows for star wars three is when he gets the like those homeless kids to work for him yeah yeah like they're riding around on those speeders and everything and like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be boba fett you'd expect him to chase that dude down and just like land in the passenger seat and shoot the friggin' stuff and you kind of well, want you I'm, I'm watching this movie because i want to see boba fett do awesome stuff i don't want to see him i don't want to see his freaking 13 year old bounty 13 year old freaking kids go do crap yeah like you want to see the more violent more like serious in some way tone you want to see something that you can really sit back and enjoy that's not going to make you like think too hard and involving kids is always kind of like oh great here we go down the pg route that reminds me i finally finished season four of cobra kai and um i texted aaron right away i was like dude Season four of Cobra Kai, that bullshit ass ending. And to my surprise, this motherfucker hadn't even started watching it. I was like, hold up. The dude that's been so annoying about it hasn't seen a single episode. And then he watches it and he's like, bro, they're setting up for another one. I was like, I know, obviously. The ending was stupid, though. I was like, fuck, this season was like my least liked season. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I've seen worse. I thought season three was pretty boring, but. This season was just stupid. I was like, man, fucking better make the next one count and it better be the last one. I think a, a show should really quit at like season five or six. That's when it's like, okay, you're running out of ideas or it's time to cut it down. You know, um, speaking of shows and movies, I cannot wait for uh, Shut In, the new Daily Wire movie. Did you see the trailer for that thing? 
I have, yeah. It looks good. I'm like, damn, I can't wait. They're saying it comes out this spring, but fucking who knows the exact date because they've been saying that about the Halo series too. And that all. I'm just. I just want the damn Gina Carano movie to come out already. It's called like Terror on the Prairie or whatever. That sounds pretty cool. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. That's a woman. <laughs> I do want to see the movie, though. Probably. A woman and a half. Bro, I'm on this group on Facebook called Gina Carano fans. <laughs> it's a bunch of perverts that post pictures all day long of her. I'm like, man, you guys are fucking losers, but thanks for the entertainment. It's like a newfound glory. They're like, oh, my God, this woman's amazing. <laughs> no, she didn't. There's a, there's a movie coming out about Hunter Biden. Called yeah, My Son Hunter, and she got cast in it. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to be about. It's got my attention. And is it going to be positive? Casting in the biopic My Son Hunter about President Biden's younger son currently under production. The biopic details the scandalous business dealings and lifestyle of Hunter Biden and the corruption that may lead that may have led all the way to the White House. According to The Guardian, the script is a fiction debut of an Irish document documentarian um, who wrote and directed License to Kill and The Goonies will serve as the director. My Son Hunter will be Austin Powers meets King Lair meets the House of Cards. Karana will play a Secret Service agent in the film, currently filming in Siberia. She joins British actor Lawrence Fox, who is playing Hunter, and Dynasty star John James, who is portraying the 46th president. Damn, they got a, they got like big people to do this, too. Well, it sounds interesting, but of course, they're like, oh, it's going to be a fictional version. Like, what if it's real? We don't know. <laughs> I want to see it, though, because one, that's funny to me, Gina Carano in a fucking Hunter in a Biden movie. Speaking of Biden, though, did you hear about what he said uh, comparing Martin Luther King Jr. or yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. and fucking George Floyd? Dude, no. he was like. I don't know if this was recent because it was a reel I saw on Instagram. So I could just be talking about something from the past. But he was like, even the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. did not have the same impact that George Floyd's death did. And the yeah. stupidest shit you've heard in your like lifetime. Like, oh, Dude, my, I think my one of my favorite things I saw, like I've seen like all week. Was there's a video I think I sent it to you, the little boy who slides on the slide, his head hits like this, side to side, all the way down, and he gets to the bottom and says, 45 years later, 80, 75 years later. And Joe Biden's like, Well, if you buy an electric vehicle, you can you can travel the whole country on one tank of gas. <laughs> Fucking you gotta get vaccinated. It's gonna help with the hurricanes. <laughs> My favorite thing he said was like a couple months ago when he was talking about Satchel Page. He called him one of the great Negroes of the past. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> like, what the fuck? And everyone came to his defense. He was talking oh, about um, was literally that? today. Literally today, the Daily Wire um, shut is going to be released February 10th. Wait, say that again. Sorry, you put out. February. February 10th is the um, daily is shut-ins release date. Perfect. I will not be buying another. They announced it today. Oh, day before. <laughs> Perfect. I stopped paying for Daily Wire because they don't have a lot of content, but 
I'll pay again to watch that. So that's definitely for sure going to happen. I'll probably get it early. Yeah, today. that's my- you know. And then I'll give you the info so you can watch it. <laughs> you know what we could do? We could do a review on it like we did with the last one, Run, Hide, Fight. We'll watch it and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, for sure. We should do another watch along, though, as we've been discussing. But we got to find the movie that's perfect. And I think we got to find a movie we've both seen. Or vice yes. versa. Because when we, we find movies that. we haven't seen, we just sit there and watch it. for <laughs> Like the whole way through. Oh, we were supposed to do one about... um. Fuck, what was that Tom Hanks movie? I watched it. Uh, oh, the Terminal? No, 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 no. The one where he, it's in an apocalyptic future and he builds a robot that grows a mind of its own. Um, oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Well, I watched it. It was actually really good. It's kind of sad. It reminded me of Castaway meets like Mad Max. <laughs> We should do one of the terminal though. That's another good movie, bro. I've seen that like a million times. I love that movie. It's kind of a fucked up movie. What's his name? And it is a complete asshole. The immigration's custom dude. Google. Um... The fuck is the name of that movie? Yeah, I though? just typed into Google. Um, Finch. Finch. Yeah, that's right. It was a good movie. It was. Um, yeah, it says it's got long. seven out of ten, seventy-four. I loved Tom Hanks so. No, it's good. Yeah, if you like Tom Hanks, you'll love it for sure. I watched it. Really sad movie, but it's worth it. Tom Hanks teams with a dog and a robot to venture through a post-apocalyptic wasteland in the new trailer for Finch. Set to premiere November 5th on Apple TV. Which oh, came yeah. out last year. Okay. Maybe we could do a watch along that after you've watched it. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, folks, we, we've hit the you know, the thing that, the, anyway. You, you know, you, you, the end of Devin to Pressure. Satchel Page, he was a great man. He's one of the greatest Negroes of the past time. I can't believe he not, said that. Not, not who, not who votes, but who counts the vote? Who counts the vote? Probably one who of the great. Who counts the vote? Who counts the vote? <laughs> If you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. <laughs> Crazy. You ain't out. voting for Joe Biden. You ain't black. But anyways, uh, shit, that was fun. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you like what you heard here and you'd like to tune in for more, you could check us out at the home base. That's right, the home page at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, that is thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, too. We do got a little fan page thing going there. I am one half of your favorite fat duo. Austin, buddy, I will see you on Monday. Adios. Did you call me?